What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Well, it's here. It is here, finally, the Matrix rewatch. Thank you guys so much for... I didn't do that, by the way. Uh, so so I, I don't know who did, but it's, it's a crime that we're going to have to talk about a little bit. But it is the Matrix rewatch. We did a Spider-Man rewatch with myself, Coy, and Winston. We did all the Star Wars uh, movies, the rewatches for those. You guys really liked them, and people kept asking, what's next? What's next? Well, the Matrix Resurrections is coming up. It's right around the corner, actually. So we said, let's do that. And Coy Jandrew, obviously a massive fan of The Matrix, and I am as well. But we wanted to do something a little different. We wanted to bring someone on who had never seen it before. And on one of the episodes of Big Thing, Kate's like, you know, I've never seen The Matrix. And I was like, well, see it. I know you're going to like it. And let's see what she thought about it. But it's going to be myself, Coy Jandrew, and Kate Mulligan talking about The Matrix. Let's get at it. Come on. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Big Thing. It's Matrix time. I'm excited, man. It's always fun to revisit this movie. Man. It really is. It's, it's, I've seen it so many times, and I never, ever mind watching it. And there he is. Spider-Man extraordinaire. So Matrix this extraordinaire. One, man. Yeah. Yeah. This one's going to be fun for you. Well, you, you a student me. of The Matrix. I, I don't get to talk about this nearly as much as I get to talk about comic books. I know. So well, this is my but jam. Kate, wasn't it you and I were on the phone <laughs> when uh, and we were together and we called Koi on the phone? Yes. We did, yes. right? So now I feel like you, you expected two minutes and I gave you a 20-minute no, dissertation. No, it was great. But it was, like, it was like, I was like, uh-oh, we just went to church. That's exactly And I was driving. Like I was literally like, oh, let's talk about The Matrix, shall we? It was a blast to watch this one again, man, because like everything coming out like did you see the new i so i thought it was like the official trailer number two but it was like a i don't know if it was a tv spot or whatever it was but there's so much more in this little i feel like you got more about the story of resurrections in this one minute did you see the new one it's beautiful it's one minute piece of of what it's going to be like in this the deja vu trailer Mm -hmm. it told me so much more of like what i think as we get well, closer still and closer. not. I mean, still you won't not know until the credits roll, and then maybe not even. Maybe then. not even then. But I right, so we're getting into this. So, Kate, I want to start with you yes. because you had never seen this movie. Was I right to believe that you love this movie? I absolutely loved this movie. Good. And I, first of all, I want to say, Koi, thank you for being here because I know you just screened a call from your mother. I did. I did. She was actively <laughs> calling, and I was like, you know what? I love you. It's going to be a minute. It's going to be. It's going to be. We're I, talking I, I, the We'll get mom. back to you, mom. and she'll understand because oh. she's my mom. Like my mom goes, like, oh, they're talking about the Matrix. I, I can yeah. wait. I love you, mom. But you know, the Matrix is on. No, I absolutely love this movie. I think one of the things that I found so interesting is that I have seen, and I was saying this to you a little bit before, I've seen s- before, I, I saw The Matrix in the wrong order in, the ter- in terms of the fact that I've seen Avatar. I've seen oh, Inception. Right. I've seen movies where your body stays in one place and your mind goes someplace else. Right. And I, it's sort of, it's, I was sort of awed. I'm like, wait, they they, they did this in 99? Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. It to, up better. It, you know, and it right really after does. Dark City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you can tell. Yeah. And that's the thing that you were saying, too. You're like, well, they were actually weren't the first to do this. But I'm just amazed by that because I, it's, I still think Inception's an incredible movie. I th- still think Avatar's an incredible movie. But it is so interesting. I'm like, well, this is... Very, yeah. very similar. To, not similar, but like yeah. that concept, that overall concept. And of they like, just do it very well. And Koi, so one of the things you really, uh, I think, went 
over really well with when we talked about it last time was the philosophy of the matrix. Yeah. That's that's what draws you to it. That, that's my obsession is is this handles you know the Socratic oath, this handles uh, the cave, this handles so many broad strokes, and it's also like an inkblot test to your beliefs. Like you can see this as a Buddhist metaphor, a Christian yeah. metaphor, a a take on postmodernism. You can really interpret your own philosophy through the guise of an action film. What I love about this film is that it doesn't just pivot towards one belief system. It is so open to interpretation while not being fickle. At no point does it not know what it stands for, but it's literally an inkblot test of you believe blank. Here's a story that allows for blank in a way that I think like I, I should preface this and I'm sorry in advance. I personally, Koi Jandro, am not a religious man. I, uh, I grew up agnostic and the older I get, the more atheist I get. I personally believe that the matrix does a better job in telling a moral story with religious elements than most religious texts. And it does it in a way that has an approachability. The reason I love comic books is they're a moral compass for me. And they're a way to tell these grand archetypal stories. This to me does that in a sci-fi Kung Fu epic that does a lot more for me maturing as a man that wants to believe in higher powers, that wants to believe in concepts beyond myself. And it does it in a way that really catches you up in 2000 years of theology in a John Woo movie. So like, it means the world to me that we're even discussing it, much less they're getting another one. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts, you heathen. (laughs) I just know it's going to come up later that people will be like, wait, that's his take? But I personally struggle with any organized religion, and this to me is the closest I've come to understanding why people believe. Because I believe in the Matrix. Well, there was so much in this movie with the the way it's it's set up because again what we've talked about in every time we discuss the matrix is that in 1999 when this movie came out this was not the talk of the most anticipated movie star wars was episode 1 was and this Ooh. came out i believe this one came out yeah. I, I think it came out in like april something yeah. like that it, came out, it like, came out on easter because it's about resurrection and the new one comes out on christmas so, so i'm just saying yeah. they're smart well it did well but it came out and well they probably also lucked out because they probably couldn't get may or june because a no one knew what it was going to be <laughs> but b, it literally came out star on easter wars. they came out on a weird tuesday they, they literally scheduled they it put for, it out on april because jesus because they didn't know what they had on their hands nobody knew it was going to be this like you know probably a lot of people this is too confusing i guarantee it you can hear it audiences are going to be like uh, we're not going to know what's going on. And there are still some people that when you watch the first time, they don't really get it all the way through. I do have some through. questions. Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, I've right. got some questions. No, which yeah. is why we want to, yeah. to have you uh, here. Are you, know? you saying that one cannot be told what the Matrix is? You have to see it for yourself? Because that's what I think you're saying. you got to experience <laughs> your own journey, I think. Well, I do want to jump to that moment right there. Because right? last night, even you picked new things up all the time, right? But what the, the, the Oracle and the actress who played the Oracle passed the thing right after... We, they shot this. The oh, rat reloaded. Was, yeah. Yeah. Before revolution. Oh, no, she she didn't she wasn't in the second one, was she? Yep. Was it, I th- you sure? Ninety percent. I thought she was recast in the second movie. I had thought that originally, but I think it's her in the second one, then the third one's a new actress. She passed away though. Yes. And but she's in this particular scene when he goes to find out if he's the one. And it's set up so her timing. It's set up she tells him. She goes, You're the only one that can really know whether don't listen to anyone else. Right. And then she goes, all right, so you know what I'm about to tell you, that I'm not the one? Sorry, kiddo. Well, she just told you, don't listen to what anybody says. Yeah. You've got to believe it. And that, that's why it. it's simultaneously the greatest story ever told, which is the the Jesus 
commentary while also being the greatest story never told, which is the Socratic story. So uh, Socrates, the Socratic method of questioning is endlessly questioning until people doubt their own beliefs, which is what's happening in that scene. But it's also uh, clearly a metaphor for being the one, the chosen one, the Jesus allegory. Right. So it is simultaneously the greatest story ever and never told in one scene. The Oracle Delphi also translate to all sorts of myths. Uh, that character herself ties directly into the myths of, say, the original myth was you'd go to this Oracle and she would inhale this fume and then talk to another person and then you'd speak in tongues and you'd translate it. In this, she's smoking a cigarette. She's right. inhaling fume. She's inhaling cookies. All of it is tying to the original mythology while giving us a more digestible version of these very heady concepts. Well, what did you think, Kate? So questions. I thought questions. Keanu Reeves was hot. Yeah. He was. He really <laughs> was. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Was that, was that what you were probably about oh, yeah, to no, touch was, on was, that? Was, that was, was, that was as, my next point. As Joey Pants says, those big, beautiful eyes. But <laughs> what did you, what did you, uh, what were your questions? So part of, part of the, I think, I guess I sort of don't understand um, the way in which it works. So you can get plugged once you get your, your brain hole. Mm -hmm. yes. That's what it's called, right? The brain yeah, hole. Yeah, it's, once it's you, once you get term. your brain hole, once you get the brain hole, you can plug in to simulate simulations, but you also can then plug into the matrix. Matrix because the yes. matrix is a simulation, so it's the same programming. So they just so think of like just, HDMI cords. Yeah, yeah. Like it's universal. Yeah. You plug into you plug into PlayStation. You can plug into that TiVo really can, or, or, and, or and DVR. Just, yes. yeah, and okay. they designed those programs off of the matrix. Right. Gotcha. So they literally designed their training program, their whatever program, okay. off of the program in the matrix. So you'd use the same port. So they and then the the phone is like obviously for them to get out of the matrix. Yeah, that's, the, their that's their, their hard it's line, like the and it's got to be a hard line phone because they're using like remember the dial up sound. Using yes. effectively well, similar to that to to remind your brain, basically that's triggering your brain to go, oh, this isn't real. I need to be back there. That's why I'm okay. jealous of you watching this the first time because I, when you not knowing anything about this movie going into it, yeah. right? So that opening scene when Trinity is on the phone and yes. then she's leaping around and then obviously runs to the phone booth and the guy smashes her. So what were you thinking when all that was going down? Because I'm so this better make sense soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like boy. This this better this better all come together. Did it? it, it yes. Okay. Yes, it, I think that's like, I, I, Dicky. I have a I have a problem with like being like I just I don't, what's happening here. Yeah. Right. And Dicky has always been like, well, let's just wait and see. Let's just wait and see. Like I definitely had that problem in the movie Enemy. I was like, what? Oh, the, right, what right, the right. fuck oh, is that happening? movie? Seven eighths amazing, and then the eighth didn't land, and I was like, I just spent two just, hours to watch a big spider. Uh, there's I a big spider. Movie. Yeah, I just I people, like endings. I think people. I know that's yeah. anyway. So I have gotten used to be patient, be patient, be right. patient. So I watched this by myself, but I was, but I was patient. I was like, okay, so this doesn't make sense to me yet, but it's gonna make sense. Right. But also, I let I love like the first scene that really grabbed me was Keanu um, hacking. Mm -hmm. What's his name? John Thompson. Tommy uh, Johnson. Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Mr. Tom, Thomas I, I Anderson. Guess, I guess, yeah. yeah, that's right. It yeah. is Thomas Anderson. <laughs> I was like, John? I was trying yeah. to, trying yeah. to yeah. John, yeah. John Wick. No, yeah. Um, John Wick. Yeah, that's another one I haven't seen. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that's man. We're going to have to rewatch yeah, those. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah. That's, those are real special. But, um, okay, so then that scene. I uh, loved that scene. because The white rabbit following the white rabbit. And when he's interfacing with, I guess it's Trinity, on the computer, and then Follow the White Rabbit. And I love the White Rabbit metaphor because obviously the Alice in Wonderland Alice parallels. Wonderland. And yes. through the looking glass is what we're all experiencing. We're looking through the looking glass. So like the 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 idea that we can see our mirror self, residual self-image, et cetera, or we can look past the surface into the world that we don't really understand. So the White Rabbit representing the 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 trippy aspects of the story as well as the the book he's got his stuff in is Simulcrum and Simulation, which is the idea that we're living in something that's digitized. So even the, the background stuff is giving you all the details along with I those, those metaphors. I that. I was going to bring that 
that up. You're going to bring that up. But you Koi did it first. That's right. We should have talked about our talking points before. Point beat by beat. Beat by beat. Because Koi just keeps stealing all my stuff. But all of it, though, I mean, putting him in that hacker world, understanding it, because even if you're watching it like the first time, saying, okay, this is a hacker named Neo, and not knowing what the hell's about to happen, right? Right. So then, and you see the, I think that as, and I get a lot. Kate speak on this when you're watching it for the first time and okay so now he's on this adventure to find out who this is and then when you get to that scene when the agents are chasing him through and he's like leaning down and he almost goes up to the scaffold but he and Trinity's waiting for him but he doesn't go and then the interrogation scene when his mouth goes yes what the hell at that point are you like yes still still (laughs) still to this moment yeah well I guess part of the thing I I don't quite the idea they is... They just rebooted him again. They were just rebooted... The, they, they they basically just rebooted him into his bed after that whole thing okay, happened. Okay, so yeah. that that area... Okay, so that's that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I kept getting confused about like how these things would happen and then he'd wake up. And then these, and I was like, oh, it's because the real world is our dreams and when, we're, when we think we're awake is the is not really we're in a simulation when we're when we think we're awake and so i think i was sort of putting it together but i think one of the 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 thing i have the biggest question on is when we see him in the pod and all of that going on is does he believe he's dreaming that or does he he doesn't know what the hell's going on yeah so even when even even (laughs) when because even when morpheus says to he's like how can my eyes hurt he's like you've never used them before right that's his first experience in his body so that's in the real world that's That's in in that's in the desert of the real that's the reality that's caused uh the planet we've we've napalmed the planet we've we've burnt out the sky so that's in reality reality that those pods are how they stay alive is through using our body for warmth and all those things in that scene so that's the first time he is in reality but his mind is 27 years years of not being able to hang so that's why he throws up that's why he can't believe it that's why okay. that pill is it's gonna pop yeah exactly yeah. and that's why you don't do it that old they even say like we don't bring people out at this age because your brain can't handle it because right. you're fully formed right. in believing a thing right so that's the first time we as an audience and keanu as a character experiences the real but that's okay. what i love about this movie is because everything is so detailed and it's not if like when you go back if you ever watch this movie again like every time you watch it it makes okay. more yeah, sense yeah. more yeah. sense and more sense every time you watch it Two and three, we're not talking about that right now, not as much. I think they try to get too complicated with two and three. Yeah. But this one, it's like there's these little things that are just so, that are set up perfectly. Like you said, like these, the reason why the search of everybody has a purpose. Yeah. Purpose, Mr. Anderson. And every detail is so, like even the name Neo purpose. means new, but also one. Even, right. even the name is so tied to so many details. And it's yeah. just, it's so tightly written and so perfect. And some of the lines of dialogue are straight out of theology books. Some lines are straight out of philosophy books. And they weave it into the story that makes you want to think that there's something more. Like I personally, the older I get, the, the less I doubt this reality. And that could be drugs. But also like I definitely <laughs> experience moments of, as I get older, the less religion makes sense because it, it we've explained, like we invented gods to explain away things. Like Zeus was thunder and lightning. We've explained yes. that away. Yes. Whereas we've invented now in our reality a world where we're using our phones more than we're in person. We're getting dopamine from notifications that are digital. I wrote all my notes in a phone instead of writing it on paper. And more and more, I'm spending more time in someone's phone, like you're watching this right now, we're on a screen. I'm digitally more alive than I am analog. And we're living in a reality that makes more sense to be a simulation because we're seeing more and more cryptocurrency, NFTs, everything we're doing is going to the abstract of the fake instead of the reality of the real. So I'm starting to think if we can prove this could be a possibility that makes it more real than disproving other things. What are you talking about? Like AR, VR. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like everything feels like we're heading towards if this isn't already true, it will be to me. Yeah. Because our neural impulses, like everything we do, like this is just signals electricity going to our brain saying we feel this. Yeah. We can't prove this is real at all. Right. Well, I mean, so 
and that's ultimately what the what I should have taken drugs. But that's what the, but all, all the, I mean in ge- all this all the philosophy of it, everything that they put together, like you said, the religion, the uh, the political side of it, like everything. It's still a statement of what's going on today. The technology, how you're so reliant on it. But there is that great scene when um, he's starting to get trained, and he's like, "I know jujitsu." Yeah, and then he goes, "You want some more?" He's like, "Hell yes!" Yeah, like that. Yeah. That like just because imagine you could just download, download, and now and that's it. Know. Yeah, and the, that this was before the internet was mainstream. That's exactly what we're doing. We've just used it for evil. Like we can actually get all information ever gleaned by human minds on the internet. We can't plug it in, but we can gain all that information. And instead, we'd like to send dick pics and troll people. Like we have that access. Okay, you and I use the internet differently. I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah, 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 I just send dick pics and troll. Quote from Troy. I just send dick pics. I've actually troll never people. taken a dick pic because of the Matrix. Uh, because there's such accessibility and there's such like I don't just trust because this. of the Matrix. Just because of the Matrix. <laughs> I mean, because of Keanu. No, but in '99, I feel like it was before we had you the really internet. You really do like, get your morality from I the really Matrix. I really do. I was 11 years old when this came out, and I was like, "Yo, if wow. we can access, Wait, uh, I, know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I, d- I wanted to save that for Barely later. 30. No. I was, I'm, yeah, I was 11. But that, that taught really me. Really makes me hot. <laughs> it makes you hot. That okay, makes me no, not oh. like hot, but like angry, like see red. But think about how much connectivity they showed us in '99, and then the internet really. Yeah. went mainstream in 2003 yeah. so i was like i've i've been i've learned some lessons no yeah. dick pics well yeah. <laughs> but so that, i mean let's get back into the story of it because when he goes he goes and he's trying to figure it out this that it, this movie is a classic because anytime you can pull something out of it no matter what it is it's instantly recognizable for the film and one of them obviously the main thing is take the red pill or the blue pill how many right. times you hear red pill oh my oh my why didn't i take the the blue pill yeah um and that whole scene of even when he decides it and they're trying to figure it out and it's it's like overtaking his body and he find and then as Kate mentioned before, he wakes up. When you're watching that for the first time in the theater, whether it's or 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 just the other night, if you're Kate, right? It's like you're like, What the hell is going on? Yeah. This is this is you're following it, but you're still like, wow, this is crazy. Okay, you know, his body's like this, and they start to, it explains, and each piece just keeps figuring itself out. And Hugo Weaving, who oh, is just Elrond. an, ab- yeah. just an Elrond absolute, Hubbard. doing the work. But he's a Terminator, you know? Like yeah. that's, and by the way, Terminator, another movie that this movie, that very yes. much so takes um, a lot of- Well, that dystopian- oh, The machine's taken over. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that was, uh, James Cameron did that in 84, you know? So this was a right. mixture of, like, all those great things. Um but anyway, that particular thing of him having to learn it, figure out, believing in himself, because that's ultimately the sto- what this is about. And that's where the cave comes in. Like the, the, the allegory of the cave is the concept that we've all been clouded in a visual that we've only got so much access, right? We've only seen this world. And the cave is about this, this world where we're all chained to something and basically they use firelight and shadow puppets to make us think we've seen the world. And then someone escapes the cave and sees the real world. And that's the exposure to the reality that's so traumatizing. It's too bright, it's too much. So the red pill is you accepting the reality that you actually can't handle. And what I love is the the etymology of the word educate literally means to lead out. So the idea of to lead out of the cave is to educate someone to educate. on reality. Yeah. So this movie does in one scene show an entire concept that we've studied for years through this incredible action set piece of the red pill. Also, the red pill is based on um, this movie is the Wachowski brothers at the time. They are now the Wachowski sisters. The pills are based off of uh, estrogen pills where people take to become who they feel like they actually are. So by it being a pill, that's actually a metaphor for the trans allegory that slowly forms throughout the films. And this was a movie made 
in 99 when this we were even less accepting. Right now, a lot of people are monsters. Even more people were monsters 22 years ago. But this allows them to be like, hey, this is the body I actually belong in. This is who I actually am. This is who I actually feel like I belong to. It's very interesting you said that because I said, oh, I, I, after watching this, I'm like, this is definitely a movie made by people who feel trapped. Yeah. There's no, I mean, I feel like that's so fascinating to see somebody's sort of personal, I mean, of course, like I'm watching it with hindsight. You didn't know in right. 99 when you watched it, like these men are going to transition to be women someday. But it definitely felt to me, uh, that's interesting about the estrogen pills because I didn't know that yeah. it was that closely linked. But I And look at the culture they're in. They're in this underground scene. There's a lot of people. And even the casting, Keanu and Carrie Ann are almost a non-binary representation of Yeah, they're like very- They're very, very like um, the male and female, but yeah, both are very- androgynous. And, and Keanu is a very like pretty sexy, man and Carrie yeah. Ann's a very handsome woman. So yeah. there's, a, there's an element of the transition even in the duality of the characters that love each other. And, yeah. and her love is what the Oracle tells her and his accepting that he's the one is, is also tying back to Socrates because Socrates died because he believed certain things and they killed him for it. So him having to die to be reborn as the one ties into the Jesus metaphor and the Socrates metaphor and the Trinity love, which ties into the Oracle three times over. I'm going to ask a question that maybe gets answered in the later movies. Sure. Because I've only seen... The first, wait, you're right. Yeah, We're not doing those. Matrix, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Animatrix you saw. Yeah, and, and Animatrix. Um... Does the blue? Do we ever find out what the blue pill actually does? You wake up back in your bed and you think that's what they they say. Yeah. Do we ever see anybody take it? I think Major Resurrection says it. You think think the new one? There's a part of me, and this is my tinfoil hat theory, that thinks that the real Matrix, the Zion experience, is a bit of programming designed to bring Keanu, the malware that is Neo, to the surface, and that we've not seen the actual real world yet, and that we might have certain characters we think that are real be programs within the Matrix. I think we've we've still potentially had another layer coming in this next one. I mean, that's, and that's all that stuff is laid out to where it's possible, but it's just, it, it's possible and it needs to also make sense and not in a way that it's like, wait, what? Because that, yeah, a lot can't, of that you can't dream within a dreaming. Yeah. Because in the third, in the third movie, a lot of this stuff that happens, you're like, wait, what? The drop off between one and two is, is bad, but not horrendous drop off between two and three is pretty it's bad. Rough. It's, it's, bad. it's, it's so, a bad time. Well, that's why I'm hoping that four, you know, and it looks like from the trailer that it goes back to what this movie is. Yeah, and that's it what really, I'm hearing. And you spend a lot more time inside of the Matrix and the ideas and the philosophies and all of that because I do want to say, though, about Joey Pantoliano, who I love, Joey yeah. Pantoliano. Oh. Love him. The only problem with his casting is that it's not really a surprise when he turns on him. Sure. No. Because it's Joey Pants. He's usually always either bad guy or criminal or something, too. So when a Fratelli. Yeah. He's a Fratelli. So a sopra- he's in The Sopranos. He's yeah. a Fratelli. I mean, he, so a lot of times when he's doing, and let, minus him being, what, the, the lieutenant in Bad Boys. But, <laughs> right. but But he's, you know, so when it when it happened, you're like, okay, well, like, we knew that was coming. But I thought they did a nice setup to where Tank winds up. Right. And, back. and I, I mean, Judas uh, always seemed pretty obvious. Yes. So I feel like yes, <laughs> him being the Judas, Judas. Yeah. you're like, well, guys, right. yeah. maybe you, don't trust that guy. You know it right away. And even the like, you know, what he's, the way that he's doing, I do love that conversation that he has with Agent Smith. It's like, I want to be someone important, like an actor. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. that adds a meta-ness to a meta movie. Yes. Which is, which is genius. I love that idea. I love the thought of it. I love, I love that scene where he's got the stake and he's just like, I know this isn't real. I yeah. know that it's not. I know yeah. that it, because what that scene does, it also allows you, it starts to tell you more so, more information about the movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it says, and it's just those little tidbits where it's just like, the Matrix is telling me that these, these are, 
it's sending symbols to my head to tell me that it tastes juicy and delicious. And that does two things for me is, is it's mind over matter, which we later see through powers. So that movie is, he knows consciously it's not real, but his mind is able to overpower the information. So he tastes it again. So the mind over matter later is beautifully rendered with there is no spoon. Like the matter of the spoon is irrelevant because you are the one that bends. So mind right. over matter is kind of the, the theme of the film and, and the, the concepts. But it also to me shows, uh, there, there's this concept in reincarnation that when we're, dead our soul experiences the true forms of life so a form in the, the the cave metaphor and stuff is the truest essence of something and when our soul is free from our bodies it's able to experience true beauty true horror true love and what we experience through deja vu which also is used in this film yeah. is our bodies remembering those things so i also felt like they were touching on the idea that every time we're plugged in or plugged out of the matrix or we, we become a new body because you see the the gooey residue of other people feeding the babies that's a form of reincarnation so the idea that our bodies inherently remember positive forms and and we're we're drawn to something and i feel like that steak moment was in a very literal steak method a way of showing like humans are, are we know something's off we know something's just out of center and i don't know if you guys but i've always lived with that like splinter in my mind thing where i feel like something's off at all times so oh. i i like literally don't trust any reality. Okay. Um, and I always wonder if that is either uh, mental health or if it's something that's pulling me towards, um, th we're led by questions. Yeah. So is it keeping me asking questions to keep me from being idle or is it something as broad as a past uh, concept? Yeah. I think mental health probably. Probably mental probably health. Probably I mean, I live in LA I and I definitely do uh, yeah, talk to Amber for a living. And, uh, that would be it. No, I'm <laughs> I was calling the cops during that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to get a head start. <laughs> no, I know it's a great point you made, though, too, because it is, that's, I mean, that's ultimately what this movie wants you to do. It wants you to think about those things. It doesn't want you to, I mean, Look, the action scenes are phenomenal. The technology oh, at the bullet time. time, man. This is the thing. When yes. you say that Phantom Menace came out the same year, it's I'm like, then why didn't the speeders look better? <laughs> flying. Oh, you think the speeders look pretty good in that in the, in Phantom, the pod racing? No, no, not the pod racing. Which one? The, like, it, you just see like a bunch of I don't know. If, You're talking Thomas Harper's going to be mad, but like one? just like a bunch of ships flying like in the sky, I don't and know. I'm like, yeah. oh no, like it's like there's land below. I'm like, this is a green. Well, the sky. tech that they had, it was definitely. Um, it, it, everybody started doing. Oh yeah, time scary afterwards. movie made a fucking meal out of it. Everybody started doing it afterwards, and <laughs> yeah. it was just it just it, it was tired after a bit. But they really changed the game with the effects and the way that they used it. And again, remember, this was not a movie that Warner Brothers thought was going to be what it was. Yeah, um, Joel Silver, no chance he knew. I what was going to say gonna you worked for Joel Silver. I, I did. It was way before way. this. I mean, but yeah. that, it was. Oh, excuse me. Way after, after this. Yeah. But this I was, was. Like, I was a no, no, no. But way after <laughs> this. But this was. But you know he. That's the thing. Joel caught gold a, mm -hmm. a bunch yeah. of times. Predator, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, Weird Science, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And this one was the one that basically had him set up at, at Warner Brothers for years. And obviously, Project X. Project X. Not I, not the worst movie in the world. I did, I know it was, I was on that movie. I did five weeks on that movie. Did you Did you work with Ethan? Yeah, we're Joel and. Uh, but did you work with Ethan Irwin at the time? Because he was on it. Yeah, Ethan. Ethan was the producer on that movie. No. Was like yeah. Oh, we got to have that you talk. Know, do, you know, do you know Ethan is the president of Silver Pictures now? What? Did you not know that? None of this. Yeah, Ethan's a president. He, Joel doesn't even run the company anymore. Ethan is Ethan runs. Ethan runs Joel's company. Yeah, and Ethan was. Would he have been on set at that time? Yeah. That definitely. is insane. Yeah, Ethan. Ethan is Ethan. Wait, what did you do on it? 
I was an actor and a stunt guy, and I was the... the so in the original script, there was a, a villain, which they pretty much wrote out. I was the villain's best friend. So as they were changing the script on the day, which they yeah. did because it was a party movie, they just were like, hey, Koi, you want to uh, skateboard down that roof? Okay. I wouldn't be ride surprised. With that fire? I'll ride that. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if Ethan wrote some of it because Ethan, That's would, amazing. Ethan, Ethan would write... Ethan was there in, in 2000... When I got there in 2005, that's when I met Ethan. Ethan was there in 2005. Naveed was there... Eric Olson, Gambino. That's amazing. Susan Downey. And Ethan's still there and stayed all the way through. And now Ethan, after Joel left, Ethan outlived Joel. I got to ask him about it. Because yeah, if, yeah. if we met on that set, it'll be like the Winston moment all over again. Jesus, yeah, this show is teaching me all about my it own is, life. Your whole life. I'm trapped in the matrix of my own reality. <laughs> well, look, this movie, it it takes place in 2199 is what uh, Morpheus says. He says, yep. you believe he it says is. says you think it's a 1999. He said it's closer to 21. Closer to, yeah, yeah no, we, we lost know. track. The question is, are people shaving their balls in 2199? I don't know if they're doing that or not. They're probably Absolutely. doing it in the Matrix, probably not on the ship. But if you were smart, you'd be shaving your ball bags. Uh, and you got to do it because, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Ho, 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 ho. It's Christmas time. It's coming up right around the corner. And if... You were smart. You get yourself the Manscaped. Why? Because it's the best damn product out there. I love it. I, I can't tell you how much I love it. And the holidays are coming here early at Manscaped, which is the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself or someone who needs it the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and bowls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com. Use that code BIGTHING for 20% off and free shipping. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. <laughs> Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past, and it's possible that you might have Santa's beard in your pants. And nobody except <gasps> Kate Mulligan wants that. Yeah. It's time to leave your significant other some cookies and milk at the bottom of your chimney, and I'm talking about the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. I don't ever use that machete on the tomatoes anymore. You just, you just can't do it. You can't do it. You got you to gotta take care of yourself, and you don't want to get cuts. Ugh the worst nobody wants that it's like you you you're like, oh this is gonna i'll be i'll be fine you're not fine the next thing you know you're taping your your your, your sack up and you look like an asshole <laughs> so don't do that so inside the performance package 4.0 you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0 this electric trimmer has advanced skin safe technology to reduce those cuts on your nuts <laughs> This hygiene bundle is also going to come with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers that'll keep your keep, keep the junk fresh all day. Like a supermarket. The perfect the perfect package for your perfect package. Manscaped's going beyond the groin with their new ultra premium body wash. It smells amazing. It's infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, best gift of all. Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, and you want to get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGTHING at manscaped.com? Well, then why aren't you doing it? Because you got something wrong with your face? Because you should be looking up at the world saying, I have an opportunity to get manscaped.com. Every guy out there needs to add Manscaped to their wish list this season. Go get 20% off and free shipping with that code BIGTHING at manscaped.com. Did you hear what I just said to you? That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use that code big thing. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Stop being a fucking asshole. 
I hope, I hope Keanu watches this. I hope I Me hope too. he's like, you know what? I'm have, I'm enjoying their conversation, and then nuts, and he but and he gets one. I hope he gets. I, I hope he does one. too. I'll I send him. Yeah, I think I think because I mean Keanu, we gotta we gotta make sure he's good. I mean, he's got the beard for John Wick. We gotta make he's, sure he's taken care he's of. He's Neo. He's got him. Yeah, he's got him. You wouldn't be surprised if that motherfucker invented it. He's got the one. <laughs> yeah, he's like. Yeah. How glad how am I that that? This, that I you know what that is now. Now, now that makes sense. Now this makes sense. Yep. I played with her. Every single time I've come into this and how amazing basically. is Carrie in that movie? She's so good. Like, what a force of nature. Ugly. She's not ugly. And just like Woo! so goddamn capable. Yeah. I just love that she yeah. can just hang. Well, she's she is just um, is a great character overall because of like she's like doubtful in the beginning, mm-hmm. just a little bit because she knows what the oracles told her, but she's doubtful. But yeah. she's still willing to give it a shot and say, "All right, this I believe in Morpheus." Yeah, and Morpheus is saying like, in, in, "I mean, he's relentless." Right. Saying that this is the guy, so if this is the guy that I'm apparently going to fall in love with. This guy, so let me see if he's got the goods. And then the more and more she spends time with him, the more and more she's like, okay, I'm kind of starting to fall for this guy. And and he he does have it in him. And even when that whole thing went when you pulling the uh, pulling the plugs on on everybody when uh, Joey Pants is doing mm-hmm. it, and uh, it was Cipher, right? Yep. And I how and another quotable line. Not like this. <laughs> Dude, Not she's like only this. got a couple lines, but, but so, so much impact. That's the most, that's so memorable. Then yeah. Done. But when she's, he's like, look in those eyes and tell me, you think he's, he's the one? She's like, yes. And then he goes, no. And then boom. Yeah. So that's such a, it's, the it's efficiency really of time well. is so incredible because yeah. you only get so much time with her. You only get so much time with, uh, with, uh, Wheaties guy, the, 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 the snot. Oh, mouse. Yeah. You mouse. only get so much, oh, you only get yeah. so much time, but you care about when you lose. You do, right. And you're so invested in everyone. And the, the, the balance between action and long, heady philosophy and back to plot. Like the movie juggles so much in just over two hours. It's so, more movies need to look at this. We haven't had anything really like it. Inception's maybe the closest, but I would argue even Inception doesn't really balance it as well. Like there Inception's, I, yeah. I love inception i don't rewatch inception love, as much yeah oh yeah like yeah, i'll yeah. watch matrix four or five times every couple of years i've only seen inception like four or five times total yes i've that's that's a harder for one for me to i know where you're going with it but inception is one of my favorites of all time but it's, i yeah but there's something about matrix that like even even for this i like there's certain movies that we watched in spider-man or star wars and i was like here we Strap go. Strap in. Here we go. I'm you know, a little like can, that with Revolutions, not going to lie. Uh, I'm, I was, I'm I, a little worried about Matrix 3. And I know we're going to talk about Animatrix. Um, there's a lot of Animatrix that I really like, but there were some of them when I feel like, okay, let's let's go. Mm. I never feel like that with Matrix. Not a moment. I'm just, I like even, I'm just, I watched it with my wife a year ago. Yeah. And I was like, let's, I'll watch it again. And I know she wants to watch it again because she wants to see the, the new one. Right. So I'll watch it again with her. Yeah. Like it's just, it's like. She likes it too. She likes the first one yeah. a lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's flawless you know yeah. it's really it's just such a it's just such an incredible movie overall that it does lend itself to be able because of what they have going for them leaning into this new movie is because of the computer and because of rebooting things and rebooting a system mm-hmm. you can get away with besides of just like it was a dream yeah or like right. the dallas thing or this, this didn't really happen or is it, it was a retcon you can do it because of the the way that I mean, computer programs work Matrix was version yeah. six. They yeah. talk about how this was the sixth iteration of right. the Matrix. So we have the opportunity for version seven. This could be version twenty. We really we don't, don't know. know because they allow for that kind of storytelling. Well, Smith has that whole conversation with uh, with Morpheus when he's trying to get the stuff out of his brain. He goes, you know, the first version of the Matrix was basically essentially Eden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and he was telling and he's and he's saying that, it, but humans rejected it. Yep. Because they they didn't buy it and. 
All the human it. beings as a virus thing has stuck with me since 99. The the reality is really we don't know what it is. And the more like I look at the Mandela effect, the more I, I look at like certain realities that don't make sense to me, the more I, I look at, you know, our spatial awareness, things that we can't quite comprehend. Like the Mandela effect freaks me out because the Berenstein Bears thing, the Shaq in that wizard movie, like things that we, we misremember. Like Bernstein Bears, like it's 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 Bernstein Bears. Like we all think it's spelled differently than it is. Yeah. Like the concept of Bernstein Bears and the Mandela effect, the fact that we all thought Mandela was dead and then like twenty years oh. later he actually died. Like that's the concept. Oh, okay. Those okay. glitches in the Matrix, I've been wrestling say, with I, since I, yeah. I, read, I read Bernstein Bears to my kid all the time. I know. I was like, what? Like, but she's like, gonna start doing witch spells. Oh no! Papa, oh no! Papa <laughs> but, Bear got canceled. <laughs> He's out. Oh. He's done. I'll tell you, those fucking bears though, you, you can't come up with a better name than Brother. Or sister Brother, bear. Sister That's bear. It. That's all you get. And then the baby's the honey bear. I'm like, she gonna be a stripper. Honey bear though, honey at bear. least has a little bit of of you know personality. It, yes. Or but who else's brother and sister bear? So give me a break. That's all they I get. Know. Yeah. But um, to this day, like when I wake up and I'm not sure if I'm awake or not, like I think yeah. of this, and to the, I don't know if any singular movie has had the impact on me in the history of my movie watching experience as the Matrix. Yeah. It's like it's the only other movie to me, and it's for different reasons. But Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless. Oh, movie. I love that movie. Has a, has yes. a, a pretty solid effect on me, that, also. Yeah. But um, but yes, it, it it does because of what he says and uh, Morpheus. He says to him, "Has you ever have a dream that you felt was just so real? Mm-hmm. And how many times you've been the other day? Oh shit, uh, two nights ago I had a dream and I felt like I was sleeping for like seven hours. Mm-hmm. I was sleeping for like forty minutes, Ugh. right? And and I felt like and I remembered all the. It's so weird though in the dream though too, where you can. If you start to remember your dream right when you wake up, mm-hmm. how much detail you can remember. Yes. But as time goes on, so it just quickly. goes away. Mm-hmm. What is that? Bad programming. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> it was in my head. Now I can't remember. You, you know yeah. what's crazy is that um, when I went on uh, Zoloft, for a TV show? When I went on she Zoloft. Was on, she was a series I was regular on Zoloft. Wait, <laughs> Ethan Irwin works at, on Zoloft? <laughs> He's the president of Zoloft. He wrote it. He's the president of Zoloft. Oh, my God. But no, when I when I went on Zoloft initially, I started, like, remembering all of my... I mean, like, just truly having oh, wow. vivid, vivid, awesome dreams. Just, like, and remembering yeah. them all. Because apparently, the reason why we do or do not remember dreams is depending on when we wake up. If we wake up in an a REM, cycle, REM or, yeah. yeah, whatever. But... So I remember talking to my therapist and she was like, or my psychiatrist, and she was like, so are you having these symptoms? And I'm like, no, 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 no. She's like, vivid dreams. I'm like, yes. I said, that's a thing? She's like, yeah, that's a thing. And then also, I don't know if you've experimented with any of the weed gummies I've given you. Great dreams on gummies, too. Yeah. There is something about like altering your mind Oh, a absolutely. Bit and that, we, we like, alter our chemicals LSD, constantly. I mean, the LSD movement, yeah. Timothy Leary and all, all that, and has opened up the doors of perception. I mean, I, I've that. literally seen Blake. realities where I've mapped the world with my face, and then then reality mapped over my entire body, and then I felt like I could control space-time. Like, I've, I've experienced a space-time So you've been a therapist, awareness. right? We do no, think no. a therapist. Well, that was with the Timothy Leary method. Didn't even that realize was, he's sleeping. That was right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> no, but like through through microdosing or or heroic dosing and through LSD and like through those things, we've been able to see other realities. And it's kind of like the smelly fart theory. Like we're sitting in a world right exactly. So like, say he farted right now, and we didn't have uh-huh. the yeah, the, the ability to smell it because yes. like one of us didn't have the olfactory sense. Both of us had COVID. Just right. yeah. Okay. We, right now, we're all going to die. Well, so, all, well, uh, but it, we wouldn't know that happened. We wouldn't be able to sense it if we were lacking the lack of perception. Right. Of it. That's the same well, as the perception. When you live in. We can't see some colors. It's when right. you're. It's, first of all, dogs have different perceptions. Because right. you can fart in a dog's face and it's, like, it's vibing, man. Like, I've tried. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but the but little kids, little kids dog? don't develop that right away. Yeah. Because like, if you, it's like what it, like garbage smell. Little kid will just crawl right by. Right. Right. 
like, and then eventually the brain says, no, 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 that stinks. And right. Then, like, yeah. I don't know. It probably happened quick with my, my four year old. <laughs> she was screaming out, oh, stinks in here. Yeah. Right. Like, but that, but, but she wasn't doing that when she w- right away. Yeah. Like even, like even, even when she couldn't talk, wasn't one of these things of just like making a face or the two, the smell is, it's just there for also them. And dogs like, don't know. They just think the air smells bad once in a while. Phantom yeah. limb theory. Like when, when, when someone loses an arm and still feels it, yeah. there is something to that that is more than what we're experiencing. The fact that we can acknowledge neurons that are no longer firing, the fact that we can have sensations in something that isn't there, I just don't necessarily believe in this. Yeah. I don't buy it. Well, well I'll, I'll smack you over the head with something. <laughs> but, um, but either way, so this is, uh, you go back to, him, the, the, I think that what really moves this movie is once Morpheus, like the Oracle tells him, mm-hmm. you're going to have a shot here, kid. This is it. You're going to have it. You're going to choose. He believes it so much. And she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows that he's the one. She knows. And she's and she's basically like, here's here's what you got to do. He's going to sacrifice himself because he believes that you're the one. So you gotta, you've got to go in there and you've got you to make a choice, your life or his. And Neo even says that Neo at this point doesn't necessarily believe that he is the one, but he believes that he knows that he can save Morpheus. Mm-hmm. And this is the only problem I, I think, even though I said it's perfect, I think I do have one question about when Neo and Trinity are on the helicopter and they're firing the, that big gun, why don't they hit Morpheus? I have the same exact yeah. question. How does he, he's in the background in the chair and... He's like, you know, he's like, like, I know he's got, I know he's able to manipulate the bullets and stuff. I always too, saw it as the opposite of bl- dodging bullets. I, I, manipulating for me, it. Yeah. For me, sure I just like, saw it as like, he's controlling where they go as yeah. well as like him stopping I, them. That I can direction. get, I can get behind that because of the way that, you know, his he program and the way that he can certain do stuff. It's just, this is a lot going on with right. the, the amount of, the amount of bullets, but whatever. I mean, he's able to manipulate all other realities with yeah. the flying and the stopping. Why? I, well, for but, me, it's but like, he hadn't gotten to that point yet though, at, at where he is on the helicopter. Remember, cause he doesn't really, cause even when he's on the roof, he goes, Trinity. And then right. and that's, that's the first time he does something like that. Right. So he really hasn't manipulated. That's fair. So that's that's event. Like if it was if it was at, like in the middle of two or three, and yeah. he did that, I'm like, oh yeah, well he knows how to manipulate. He's Superman, it. Man. He hasn't figured it out yet. So, but I can give it a pass because we talk about that roof scene and everything that's going on. It's like he's starting to believe. Like all, all of that. Like that, that, that comes later on. But, Chills, uh, but, man. Like yeah. seeing that slow mo, the choo choo choo, and that the, there's just so much yeah. going on, and the visuals are so. Per- I love the green tent the whole movie has when yes, you're in the, the Matrix. Yeah. And the, oh man, I a '90s techno is yeah. like nothing else for really energy, good. man. Like <laughs> Prodigy and Crystal Method, that is yeah. my jam. I love that they use. EDM's I love that shit. the Wachowskis use. I I listen to EDM all the time. To help me write, it, whether it's ADD or whatever, too. It's funny. Like, Ellis walked in one day, and I had it blasting on my ears. And he's like, you can write to that? I go, it shuts everything out. Yeah. And like Have you tried bionic noise, tones? Yeah. No. Should. You can have a bionic tone of one uh, frequency in this year and one of them this year, mm. and it helps your brain actually calibrate differently. Oh, like, cool. I've, I've had a mo- I've, I've cried putting on headphones where it was like, Tears, like it, it caused immediate emotion. All right, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do. Try bionic tones as fast. You always said to me, you really want to put on a pair of headphones and cry. It's so yeah. helpful. This is perfect. This is how you do it. You just guys gotta just ask walk me. around my backyard and cry. Cry, yeah. but no, yeah, no, you. That's more about like the four-year-old. That's more about the four-year-old. It's more about <laughs> in, in general. Why am I picking up shit again? Um, all right, so but it's it's that it's that moment. Go ahead, Kate. I was gonna say, I do have one more question. How come Neo makes it? How come he lives? What do you mean? Yeah. Because he has to die in order to believe he's the one. He's he's. It's the reincarnation. Because that's because that's the thing is that what they tell you, what they tell most most people who are plugged in. Yeah. If you die in the matrix, right. Because your brain makes it real. But he believes brain so did not fully. Make it real. Oh, did it make it real? And that's what activates the the so one. That's why when they die on the ship, they're actually that, dead. So dead. if Neo if Neo would have died on the ship, he's dead. 
but like, but he he dies inside the matrix. But he knows it's not real. He knows how so to manipulate. What's so when the, he, when what's he, the threat of them chasing you in the matrix then? Well, because not everybody can do that. Only Neo. Only Neo. He's the only one to even yeah, fight be, the agents okay. because he's like the, he's he's the okay. one. That's not the, the two. The point is that the he that that's oh, what I missed that. I apologize. Well, but, <laughs> but, but Morpheus, Morpheus tells him when he's telling him about right. there was a guy that was able to manipulate the yes. matrix and able to do all this yes. stuff and and then you see it when he's like he's seeing in code. Um, when he when he saw, like that's and that sound design too, man. It's when you great hear it, when you hear the yeah. Like, but, how, but how about like the old western feel of yeah. when, when, when he's in the subway scene with with Angel Smith and like even even the piece of paper goes by like an old dust ball. Yeah, and then they duel, but kung and fu. They, yeah, was, and, and even when Neo's he yeah. the confidence, the yeah. embracing it. Yeah. And one of my favorite bits of sound design in the history of cinema is when he catches his hand. And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and he like does the little oh yeah 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 it's pretty <laughs> yes. great it's oh i love the great. movie so much it's great so did you okay you had something there was that, another what uh, scenes but what scenes really stood out at what point because you, like you said in the beginning new. i'm new yeah, because you're using your eyes for the first time yeah. when you started watching it yeah and you and like you said you had a lot of questions yeah when did you start going oh i get it and then it's like oh my god this movie's great i think once he once he got a head hole it started to make like once, oh, once, once, they, yeah, so, yeah. once they gave him a brain hole. I feel like I was sort of like, okay, I'm feeling this out. I'm feeling this out. And like the hacker stuff was like really clear. And then like him getting, but once he actually like joined them on the ship, that's yeah. when I was like, oh, and like there is some exposition to help explain it a yeah, bit. Of course. But um, I have to say like, I, I loved all of the training montages, like him, yeah. well, not even training. Cause it, it's, he programmed. just was yeah. programmed. Yeah, it's but, training. Even but systems. Also, start your training. he and Lawrence Fishburne, did they, when they filmed this, that looks like it's at least Keanu. Oh yeah, doing he, it. he learned so much, and and yeah. uh, Larry Fishburne. Did like they knows, speed yeah. up the filming? You mean it for the martial so arts when they're doing yeah. it? Oh yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, this, yeah. Okay, okay. That scene, like, that's but that scene's so great. Even even when they're he's like Neo's Morpheus fighting Neo, and they'll run out and yeah. drop everything. And they watch it watch in it. code. I love so that they're watching great it like when that. Watching yeah, and they could see it, and, and it's well, but they are watching in a code at one point. But then they're actually you can actually see them almost like VR. You know, right. like with, like it's like projection because if you think about it in twenty one ninety nine, you'd be able to project the actual images of what the program is on a on a screen, and to watch them doing that and seeing. And then going into the jump, no one makes their first jump. Yep. And I did you think he was going to make it? Yes, I did. You of did. course I did. Of okay. course I did. I, I also love, like, that's a leap of faith metaphor times two because he, he the initial leap of faith would have been, you know, he's coming out of the building and he didn't trust fully. And then he trusts when he does the leap of faith and still falls. So I honestly think the leap of faith is meant to fail. Like, you need to experience yeah. your trust being validated. He fully trusted him enough to have that Looney Tunes moment. You, you have um, Morpheus who tells him. He says to him, he goes, there is, uh, there's a lot of people... That they're not, they don't understand it. They're they're plugged into the matrix, and they're unfortunately they're enemies. They can't they they can't understand it. So you're like, okay, it tells us, it tells the audience. Wait a minute, we gotta uh, look deeper. Yeah, we gotta look deeper. We we also know that they don't know that they're they're connected to the inter- they're connected to the internet. Yeah, they don't see it. They don't they don't see it. So when they when they go, they gotta go. Right, and 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 the moment for me, actually, we're talking about the the fight. Like, is you think that's air you're breathing now? There's so many right. moments that make right. you like you as the audience go like, okay, yeah. all right, buddy, let's <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's see where we go from here. Yeah. And and it's the writing is so tight, and it doesn't waste a breath. Yeah, Kate. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> also, if you guys have you ever done a, a flotation tank? Have you ever done uh, this? The sensory deprivation. Yeah, have you ever done I those? Wanted to. Oh, so I highly badly. recommend. There's yeah. one in Woodland Hills that I love. Oh, there is. Uh, okay. And there's Groupons all the time, so it's oh, affordable. Oh, um, she loves a Groupon. I, I'm, a, I'm a Groupon guy. <laughs> uh, but like, it it puts you in a tank that it actually reminds me of the Matrix. Obviously, this 
informed my life, but you are at a temperature that is your exact body temperature and you're completely weightless and you're floating in this abstraction and your brain is able to find new tributaries and places it's never been because think about how often you're just aware of your body and you're aware yes. of all these things and all these yes. visuals. Within like 10 minutes, it's like skipping ahead to year 20 of being a Buddhist monk. Like you just meditate deeper and see further and experience more. And I often think about what that would be like as paralleling the first moment, seeing the real world in the matrix, seeing for your, your first time. Uh, and it, and it feels like being one of those pods. Like I highly recommend. It's funny. Do you watch the show Dave either? Of you? Oh, I love Dave. So there's season two. Yeah. I'm not giving anything away, but he, he is a matrix. Allegory. There's a whole well, matrix he, sequence. Well, I was going to say he goes into a, a deprivation tank. Yeah. And but they, he comes out with the eyebrows him. and things. Yes, that's yeah. a matri- it's a matrix. Reference. Yes. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. my gosh. But he he um. But yeah. Basically, he he they leave him in there. They forget <laughs> to take him out. Right. And he basically has had this horrible, horrible writer's block. And he comes out of the tank. He's at Rick Rubin's house. Yeah. Right. And there's an almost Rick Rubin like wandering the yes, thing, and then you yes. see a real Rick Rubin. Yes. Highly yeah. recommend awesome. a flotation so, tank. Yeah. Um, and anyway, well, you know the you guys mentioned mouse before. Yeah. Um, I love that scene when he's sitting there and he's talking when they're eating the goop. And he's talking about how do you know a chicken? Because everything tastes like yes. chicken. Yes, yeah. that was another great line. Yeah, so much to it. But you know what I wish? You know what? You know what they wish they had? They wish that they had magic spoon. They really do. They oh, wish they had magic. Yeah. That was the transition. See, there it was. was. I'm like he's talking. Not. Yeah, that was it. That's but they didn't have magic spoon. Didn't. They wish that they would have. I've been eating so much mag- magic spoon, by the way. And growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. Um, but mostly, so a lot of times you got to give it up because it's full of sugar and it's junk that you really shouldn't eat. Have you tried this yet, Kate? Yes, I. Well, the first time. Oh, you did. You did. That's right. I got the the four pack. So I have been for my snack. I've been taking this peanut butter and chocolate to town. Yeah, yeah. It is so good. Shout out, who's boss? I've been trying to cut down on carbs. Everybody trying to cut down on sugar and unhealthy food, and because of that, you can't really eat anything anymore. Um, you tried protein shakes. You've done the powder. But now there is a delicious way to get protein before and after workouts, snacks. Everybody tries to eat better, but healthy breakfasts, they don't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. There are zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free. Grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. There's a variety pack, which is the cocoa, the fruity, the frosted, and the peanut butter. Um, I love these flavors. I, Brett and I talked about it the other day. We just you can, you can mix them together, and I do the peanut butter and the chocolate. It's like a peanut butter cup thing. It's, it is really it – is, it is a snack that I've been waiting for for a long time, and now I have it. So go to magicspoon.com slash big thing and grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use that code big thing at checkout to save $5 on that order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they're going to refund your money with no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash big thing and use that code big thing to save $5 off. Thank you so much to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Magic Spoon. I, uh, I may be, um, it's a little counterintuitive, but I always eat mine with just a big uh, Coca-Cola. That's just, it's a healthy route. That's, oh, yeah. the, that's the trick. That's how you, you know, do it. Listen, I'm, I'm a big Guinness cereal. and cereal guy. <laughs> like, actually, I love Guinness and cereal. It's yeah, delicious. It's the Irish in you. Yeah, really? like, like Wheaties and Guinness is delicious. 
Sometimes Cherry has, no, it's bomb. It's so good. He's lying. Did you hear any of his speeches before? No, because it's got and you like wonder, that, And you that, wonder why yeah. he's been dreaming all this <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you put Guinness in your cereal. He's no, like, I know, I know you guys probably feel the same way, but there's always a splinter in my brain that that's this right. isn't it. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Everything just feels a little no, off. We don't no, it's, it, it's like an almond milk-like texture, but it's got like a hearty richness to it and enhances Listen, the barley. Listen, I'll tell you what. Guinness is great for nursing. So yeah. I, was, I was on a strict Guinness diet for a while. Lower calorie than skim milk. There you oh, go. It's, there you go. Guys, hey. right? That's right. Healthy. All right. <laughs> All right, jumping back into it. We've got a little bit of time left um, on this rewatch of Matrix. Uh, and we are going to be doing, so next week we will be doing uh, Animatrix and then followed by the, the two and then three. And that will lead us into the Resurrections movie, which is it's so close. I'm so excited. The, every bit of footage I see, every line of dialogue I read. Like this, I, I don't know, there's something really special about living in an age where we had the Matrix come out in 99, which was pre-Internet 1. As we go pre-Internet 3, we're about to transition into a brand new Internet. Like So Internet 1 was your AOL era and trying to yes. f- figure CD-ROM, it out. Yeah, 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 and then Internet 2 has been where we've been living for the last like right. 20 years. Okay. And then Internet 3 is going to be where things are arguably more digital than analog. Because okay. we're getting to the point where money is arguably... I mean, it's this. Because yeah. we're, we, I mean, the the new iPhones 13s, you can already do AR. You can already well, even like, when you look at put these things and, on, and we put these things on, and you and you driving drones around, right? Like that's that's it's, it's augmented reality yeah. to a level that this, so the new internet is coming. So I love that we're getting a movie much like 99 was setting up Internet Two. Yeah. We're setting up Internet Three through the Matrix, and the trailer to me, one of my favorite shots is is Keanu's in uh, an elevator. That's a glass elevator, and that's one a fourth wall reference, which I dig. But also everyone is plugged in, but manually by choice. They're all plugged into the matrix of their phones while he's looking around like no one's living in this reality. So we've already in our reality made the choice to plug in. We've all taken the collective blue pill. We've all made the choice to to not be here. So I'm going to be really curious how people react to being called out so directly by a film because we've all chosen ignorance is bliss. We've all been cypher this whole time. And it's going to be interesting to see how they tell that story without being like, to all yeah. of us. Do you feel like it's it probably is hard to imagine, but that people might watch this and not pick up on all the stuff that you do? Guaranteed. Okay. Because oh, I was yeah. going to say, like, you, you've got a brain that's very special. Well, I watch movies differently than most. And also yeah. remember that. differently than most. But remember when you, when a movie speaks to you the way that this movie spoke to Koi, the amount of, like, uh, research you probably did on it, books you read on it. Articles you read on it, like things like so. He's this is this is twenty years of, of data of data. Yeah, because yeah. so I, I started. You did, you did start well, like, getting, like I started like when you're like the the book that he's carrying around. Read it immediately. Back. Like as soon as I left this movie, I started picking up books on philosophy. And At I, eleven, I, like, uh, I think I was like yeah, turning twelve. Um, so like I, I picked up Kant when I was 12 and I started reading on like, how dare I, you? We don't say that <laughs> word around I think there. I jerked off into a sock the first time. <laughs> yes. <I left> it. <laughs> No, but I, I really, like, this to me was like, yo, if I'm going to live in a world, I saw this movie as a cautionary tale for a lack of control. And at 11 years old, I decided that I didn't want to be someone that was taking the blue pill and someone that wasn't in control. Right. And I made a cop jab earlier. Sorry, I, I, I take that back. But there's a certain part of me that um, I, I have a problem with authority when it's not in my control. And I do feel like I'm living in an age where I don't feel like I'm in control of government or police force or these authoritarian things. And that's why, again, I apologize. But I do feel this movie informed me going like, no, no, I'm going to be in control. I'm going to make these choices. So I'm going to learn because the only knowledge we have, the only power we have is knowledge. So I started reading then what this movie was telling me like, hey, this might help you in a broader sense. So I'm obviously watching these movies from a perspective of this already shaped me. How is it going to reshape me? I'm going to see this movie as a resurrection of that side of me as much as it is an action movie. So I'm, I'm already 
prepared to have this conversation and look forward to having this conversation with everyone because I feel like it only benefits us to look at the world differently. Like when I do drugs, it, it's me taking sunglasses off and seeing the world differently. It's, it's not me trying to feel or augment or trip or have an experience that's like a party. It's literally me going, what else could be this perspective? How else could I see this? Just like when you read a book, if you actually think about the act of reading a book, you're looking at a bunch of dead trees with a bunch of ink on them, making mm -hmm. little shapes that we've all decided mean that. Yes. And you're tripping balls going like, I'm going on this journey and I'm feeling this. That's the same as doing a mushroom or an acid or anything like that. It's just a perspective shift. So I'm going into these movies going, I want to immerse myself in this world where I'm experiencing something as visceral as reading a book, as putting myself here. And I want to grow from it very consciously. And I want to be informed about how I can make better choices for my life. So I picked up these books at Young. That's, it's really, I, it's a very special brain, I have to yeah. say. Like, I feel like a lot, like, I think about, like, my son, who's six now, but I imagine when he's 11, if he sees the Matrix at 11, he'll be like, that's what he's going to pick up right. on it. It's like, right. he's just going to But I, I was reading I comics like at two. Punched. Like, I read Jurassic Park when I was five. I was reading comics at two. Like, I, I learned how to speak and read. Sorry. Uh, Wait, you read Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park like five or six. I didn't get all of it, admittedly, but yeah. I knew the basic plot and I was able to go like, yo, we're, I, we're in a I, messy way, I, society. I, look, yes. look, at, look at Vivi. Vivi, Vivi's I been know, reading full books. Five or she six. Started, she started reading books at like five or six. I know, but not Crichton. But so, and I, I can't account for like amount I absorbed because I was a child yeah, and she, I can't ask my parents she, like, yeah. what do you think? But I was able to go like, this is what my experience was enough that when I saw The Lost World, I was like making references and right. I was able to understand. Like, so, right. but, but my, I, I remember reading that book when I was, I don't know, in my teens and being like, a lot of this is really But I was words. so weird that I, I liked reading and talking, hence my job now, more than I like doing anything else to the point where I forgot how to walk. So I learned how to walk and then I forgot because I was so engaged in sitting and reading. They had to take my books away and my little drivey car away. Like I, I got... Uh, crippled in not in a crippled sense, but I got I got so impaired by my want Whoa. for knowledge that I forgot motor function. Which another right reason guy for this. another reason yeah. the Matrix speaks to me is I yeah. literally got of so course. much knowledge I was impaired. No, there's there's just certain movies that really do that for you, and this is this was your Star Wars. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Really, this really was. This was a movie like what the way people were in 1977 as an 11 year old kid. Someone you know would go and see it. Um, that's how this movie spoke to you. And this right. is why this, this one hopefully can resurrect. <laughs> yeah, fittingly my, my enough, hope. But not even just your hope, the, 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 the franchise in general, because that's what they're going to be counting on, right? This, this, it, this, because if this movie doesn't hit, it's over. Right. It's over. But, it, I, this one's I, but I am hoping, my expectations are high. I'm hoping this resurrects my belief in mankind. Like, I, I really want to believe, like, at this point in my life, I'm a post-humanist. At this point in my life, I believe that we've lost hope for us to maintain this for even my grandkids' generation. I think my kids could live almost a full life, but that's it for the planet. Whereas, if we accept a post-humanist reality like the Matrix is kind of inferring, especially in the Animatrix, which we'll talk about next week, we can kind of blend our, uh, our corporal flesh with machinery. We're going to have more cyborg elements. We're going to have more. Right. Maybe we do upload our... Our reality to a cloud and we actually willingly accept the matrix and we remove our sentient concepts and put it in something digital that this planet can survive but I don't know unless we make changes in the next five years if we're going to live in any reality that isn't digital first analog second and I'm hoping the matrix has elements of that that gives me belief that we're worth saving because I do believe we're a virus I do believe there's an element that humanity needs to be uploaded and removed before we destroy the only thing we have because for some reason we're like let's go to Mars this thing that has nothing that can save us instead of fixing the thing that can save us and choices like that make me believe one that we're in a simulation but two that unless we start changing this reality we're done 
it's funny. If you think we're a virus, why would you spread it by having kids? Because I want the balance to be, in my opinion, a lot of dumb people, and this isn't saying everyone that has nine kids is dumb, but a lot of dumb people just have a lot of kids. So I think we need to balance that with intelligent people that are going to raise the future better to have one or two. Otherwise, we're overrun. It's it's a population issue. It's an intelligence issue. It's how you raise the kids issue. So I actually want to have three and adopt four. Like I want to have an army where I'm, I'm helping overpopulation, but also passing on my genes while also raising people to be more intelligent to counteract the amount of people just spewing out kids that are not being educated on, on bigotry, much less theology, much less philosophy, and to kind of counter the scales to make the future actually worth living. Because plenty of people just, are having kids. You could kids. raise my kids for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's, look, that's the, the overall thing is that you look at what this, this movie does get people talking. It yeah. does get people thinking. And that's what a really good uh, story in general does. That's ultimately what this movie does. Matrix 1, first one, at the end of the, end of the movie, this is why... To, this is the same thing, though, when it comes to like the Star Wars, the new movies, mm-hmm. and but it's different. Star Wars, and, but the Star Wars, the new movies, they knew they were doing a trilogy, right? And there was no plan. This movie didn't know it was doing a trilogy because they didn't know it was going to be so good. But there was clearly no plan to do two and three. Maybe the Wachowskis had an idea to say, okay, if we go further on, we're going to do this, this, and this. But he flies up into the sky at the end of the movie. And you're like, oh, what's that going to be? And then when you pick back up in the second one he's just it's not as effective he's not what, really what i heard was they wanted to do a trilogy and have one be a prequel one be a sequel and they would tell the story of the revolution which is what turned into the end the matrix. matrix but yeah. the prequels of star wars not doing so well they were like "Ooh, people don't like prequels so they though so warner brothers was like here have some millions to make the animatrix but we still want three movies so we're going to split your one story right. into two yep. which is apparently and I, i'm not well you Joel said Silver. it last time but it, when we and we want to be clear on that when you say the prequels not doing well you're talking about as far as like maybe uh, the reviews and and yeah yeah because money money oh made, they made money made a shit ton of money. but the, i yeah. mean which Chowskis are, are people of like looking at art, so I, right. I imagine they're gonna be like, "Oh, this isn't popular." Right well, maybe now. they should have done it because it didn't work out with with the with, with two and three with two and three. Yeah, um, I mean, I again, I'm looking forward to wa- rewatching two because I remember watching two and said, "I'm very curious to how, how you feel yeah. about it." Because I remember seeing two and I liked two more than most, but I said that I'm gonna like two even more or less depending on how three pans out. Because, right, because it's such a setup for three, and then when you're like, okay. If three delivers, then this movie, people are going to go back on this movie and they're going to go, oh, man, I missed it. Now I get it. But it's the opposite. I've also never seen a movie with a sequel go more like, we've got 100 new ideas. And then in three, they're like, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Like they introduced yeah, so many characters so many, like, what? You guys knew three was coming. A lot Why'd of, you? They do that. Yeah. And, that the, and the the beauty of what this one is, is lost in those. Because like what we were talking about, these little moments yeah. that whether it's, it is that moment of, of Morpheus saying, that person right there, like, yeah, they're just another person plugged in, but they're your enemy because they don't get it. Like, because then that allows you as an audience member to later on say, oh, okay, I understand why they had to do that. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to not watching it blindly because there's a lot of those questions right. in, in two and three. But. And they and they don't, like, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious your thoughts because it's even more, but it is less, uh, it's handled less succinctly. Are all of the films the Wachowskis? Yes. Yes. Okay, so it's, does that, when you see that three, you said three did not deliver for you yeah. necessarily. Does yeah. that, does that affect the way you feel about one, one no, no. I, yeah. I'm one of those people that the, I always am, am curious people are like I don't want to reboot because it'll mess up the original I'm like bruh it doesn't rewrite your blu-ray like I just yeah. watch the original right. it yeah. literally doesn't affect my experience of the art itself it just means I don't watch three as much as one right, uh, right. I, right. I've never understood the the don't rewrite history thing now like, making the special edition that is actually rewriting something I understand a kickback yeah right? I don't like to, when you're changing the thing that it the was actual, like if they went yeah. into the matrix one and started messing stuff up that's like that's why even even Spielberg who tried to do that with E.T. 
at one point and then went back and go, no, 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 you, you guys were right. I was wrong. Spielberg, Lucas will never admit that. Spiel, <laughs> Spiel, Spielberg says, no, you're right. Uh, I shouldn't have, because he replaced, I think, the guns for phones or something. Walkie-talkies. Walkie-talkies. Yeah, and they look rough. They look bad. So, yeah. And I, I don't think you can find those. Any, I don't think you can find that Yeah, anymore. I don't think, maybe like a VHS. Right, I don't think it was. exists in normal. But look, so this is the first Matrix. We are done with that one. We're going to be back for Animatrix. Won't be as lo- as long of an episode next week because Animatrix it's a it's a shorter. There was just the I think like nine shorts yep. that lead into part two, but we'll uh, we'll get into it, ladies and gentlemen. This is the big thing. This is the Matrix. This was our rewatch. I hope you enjoyed it. Please comment. We're trying to comment back to everybody here. If you haven't subscribed, please do that. Subscribe today. Thank you to Koi. Thank you to Kate. Don't forget about the Schmodown Spectacular, ladies and gentlemen. That is this weekend. Koji Andrew will be there. You got the Schmodown Teams Championship on the line. Shazam versus King Arthur. Marisol McKee versus... I was going to say Adam Collins. No, Marisol (laughs) McKee versus Griff Newman. John Roca, the outlaw. Last ride. Going up against Dan Merle. The Star Wars Championship, Nikki Dimolanta versus the champion Thomas Harper. And the Intergeekdom Championship of the World, Mike Kalinowski, Robert Parker. Get your tickets or watch it on pay-per-view, theshmodownlive.com. Thank you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. See you next time.